My vocals this morning. I'm drinking coffee, not Jameson, not tequila, just coffee is early in the morning, but I really had to get this episode out. I thought it was a good message and I wanted to keep with the tradition of putting out something for my death two series. So um, if you've been following me for a while, you know that the death two series kind of started all of LBF podcasting. Um, I started the first episode with death to the good girl um last year I did death to the good guy (laughs) and this year we're gonna be doing death to the insecure girl so yeah let's get into this topic not only am I going going to discuss like how we kill the insecurities within ourselves but I also want to touch on briefly the insecure series the HBO series with Issa because it's always great conversations come from those episodes. Not necessarily this last one, because y'all were doing a lot with a little when it came to this first episode, but um, (laughs) we ain't gonna talk about that part of it. Uh, I do want to focus on just having a, a real discussion about where we find ourselves. I think a lot of times we We uphold this ideal of confidence, this idea of being self-sufficient, never needing validation, always having just just extreme confidence in everything. But as humans, that's just not how we operate. Um, We've already had the confidence episode. Go check that out. Part one and two, um, you know, in LBF before. But this one, I just wanted to. I wrote it for myself, of course. first because I realized that I still struggle sometimes and and it happens in a very subtle way that I don't think is as obvious as you know not thinking I'm pretty or not thinking I'm good enough sometimes it's just those smaller things that lie underneath the surface that makes me feel insecure about either myself where I am in life or even sometimes my creations, whether it be podcasting, blogging, um, any other business ventures I have, sometimes we have those emotions. And, you know, we try to, when we feel them, instead of dealing with them, especially with something like insecurity, because we have drilled into our head, we have affirmed ourselves so much that we embarrass or we shame ourselves for feeling insecure. And, in order to really get on the other side of it, we have to be more honest about why we feel the way we feel, where that feeling is stemming from, and then actually get to the root cause of it so that we can have a conversation with ourselves. Be like, hey, why are you feeling like this? Like, you know, it, it's it's okay for you to have these feelings of inadequacy in this moment before you just try to dismiss it because sometimes we are our worst critics when it comes to or our worst assailants when it comes to dismissing our own feelings we look at other people and we tell other people that oh you're dismissing my my sadness my anger you're dismissing my emotions and yet we do that a lot to ourselves like so if you can relate to this 
just stay tuned. This isn't going to be a long episode, but it will be something that is going to get your mind working as always with LBF, right? So to start off with insecurity, let's define it. Um, It's an uncertainty or an anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence, right? Lack of confidence is, I know a lot of people, like, (laughs) what am I trying to say here? Lack of confidence is one of those things where it's a scale. Sometimes you're going to feel really good about yourself one day. And then the next day, whether it be an event or whether it just be your own kind of internal battle, you're not going to always feel like your best self. You're not always going to show up as your best self. And so sometimes your confidence is going to be one of those spectrum type things that you can be really good for a while, then you can fall somewhere in the middle and then sometimes it's on the low end. So it's something we always have to balance out and work. So what causes us to feel insecure? So I got a few points from this article that I read about this, you know, when I did my research, quote unquote. Um, and it's I'll share the link in my um in the description for this episode, but it's from a Psychology Today article. And I just thought it did a really good job of kind of breaking down where some of those emotions come from and how they, you know, play out in our lives. So they had three things. The first one is insecurity can be based on recent failures. And I, I when I read that, I was like, oh, that's so true. Like you could be really good, like your confidence, again, a spectrum, you could be really good for a while. And then if something happens and it's, not necessarily something great, but it's something that you feel like you failed at. It affects how you see yourself. It it affects how you see your creative mind, your business mind, your relationships, like depending on where that failure took place, it affects your view of you. And it's really hard sometimes to keep, continue to operate in the capacity of, of thinking highly of yourself whenever you have a failure. So those feelings of insecurity kind of creep in there. So we just have to, I don't know, we have to be cognizant of that thing because you are going to fail in life. And when you fail, how do you view yourself? I know for me, um, whenever I fail at something, because honestly, it happens a lot, (laughs) not a lot, but, you know, it happens often enough where I I might not do something well I might not know something and so in that sense I kind of fail at it first before I get better that's that's really true for me like sometimes I will fail first and I've had to learn to not equate my failures to my worth like just because I might not be great at this thing just because I might not be successful in this way does not mean that I'm not worthy or worth something or doesn't mean that I have to lower my self-view and confidence because of this thing because I'm gonna attack it until I get it but in all honesty some stuff you're just not gonna get some stuff you're just not gonna be good at and the more I allow myself to live in that reality the more I'm able to assign self-esteem self-worth to a place that is more rooted in the truth of who I am so instead of allowing all these other things to affect how I see myself I already know like okay I'm gonna attempt this thing and it may work out it may not but it doesn't hit as hard as it used to if it doesn't because I already know like okay girl well you tried it and it was okay like it didn't 
it didn't pan out the way that you wanted it to. Um, and so they said the research shows that up to 40% of our happiness quotient is based on recent life events. So if you have been struggling recently with um, feeling insecure, having, you know, not being as confident as you feel like you usually are, just look at the things that have been happening in and around your life um, recently and see if it's some kind of things that you can connect those dots to because whether it be you didn't perform as well at a job as you wanted to or you just had a relationship and that didn't work out or a friendship ended some of that stuff is going to leave like a sour taste in your mind <laughs> not only for the other person or the the situation but for how you view yourself and we have to be really careful that we're just not going out here and that's this is also why I don't know if I had the conversation yet I think I mentioned it at one point here on the podcast but we have to be really careful not to assign our self-worth to our accolades to the things that we do to to all this stuff that really has nothing to do about who we are I see it so much even this past week mm people assign their self-worth and how they view themselves to organizations, to jobs, to creative ventures. And on some level, yes, and isn't all this stuff is an expression of, of how you view yourself. But if something doesn't pan out and then you're it's gonna feel like an attack to you because you have invested so much of your worth and your view into these things that of how could you not feel insecure when something fails? How could your happiness not take a hit because you have wrapped it all up in these things instead of understanding that you hold value because you're you. You hold value regardless of what job, regardless of what um, what organization, regardless of anything, you hold val- value. The next one they mentioned was social anxiety from being bullied or having critical parents. This can lead to feelings of insecurity so you know a lot of times we think about adolescents when we hear things like being bullied or even having critical parents but the residual effects of those things last well into our adulthood and if you're so used to being criticized a lot of times we become overly critical of our own selves we cultivate this mind that kind of try to protects us from other people being able to call us out on something right so for me like you know being bullied quote unquote uh, lightly bullied picked on teased, whatever when I was younger I knew like okay I'm gonna just stay out the way I'm not gonna draw any attention to myself I'm gonna make sure that I have x y and z all my ducks in a row so that I'm not the butt of anybody's joke or I'm not you know bringing any unnecessary attention to myself but the way I did that was being overly critical are you wearing the right clothes is your hair the right way you know are you saying the right things and because you're so awkward sometimes you don't so I'm gonna just be quiet you know and over time when you have cultivated this critical voice in your head it's gonna make you feel insecure so any space you walk into you're already wondering if you're walking in as enough because you don't want anyone else to see 
all these other things about you that you have not even really dealt with yet, that you haven't found peace within yourself yet. Um, having critical parents, that's another thing too. You know, um, I've been blessed, but I know a lot of people, you know, have conversations or they talk to me about, you know, their relationships with their parents for women, particularly mothers who, you know, can pass some harsh judgment about life choices, about appearances, about all these different kind of things. And that core root of it's like they they plant the seed of insecurity within. But if you don't ever pluck that seed out, in some way it's going to get nurtured. So every failure, that seed is going to get nurtured. Every time, um, every time you question yourself or you don't, you have a, a bad day when you look in the mirror, you have a bad hair day. Now that seed is getting nurtured, you know, like those small things become big things and it makes sense. It, it does make sense. So look at your childhood too. look at the relationship you have with yourself, that inner voice. Like, are you always being overly critical of how you show up, of who you are? And if that's the case, then insecurities being what they are, they're going to be able to creep in every single day because you're already you're already cultivating a space where it can thrive. Um, and perfectionism, ugh perfectionism is the third one uh, not only can cause insecurity but depression anxiety eating disorders and chronic fatigue as well and oh, I am a recovering perfectionist y'all <laughs> recovering perfectionist I think that goes hand in hand with that uh with the social anxiety from being bullied and, and having critical people around you perfectionism perfectionism is one of those things that we try to assume or be and uh, assimilate into as far as our lives, we try to be perfectionist because we want to have control. If I can control the way you see me, if I can control this outcome, then it's still assigning that value to our self-worth. If I can be perfect, then I can be worthy. And when that's the barometer that we're moving on, if I can be perfect, then I can be worthy. You always going to fail you always gonna fail. Sometimes it'll work out. So when it works out, you feel really good about yourself. You put on that dress, you got energy to go out. But when it doesn't, it's it's a hit. It's a hard hit when things don't work out because you lost that control because it's not perfect. Um, I was, I was somewhere, I think it was at the jazz club probably a couple of weeks ago and something great. Uh, one of the one of the organizers said was the the goal is to to progress not to be perfect or something like that like if we understand like progress not perfection is a realistic goal then we can can release ourselves from the uh, from from the idea that we have to control everything that we have to always show up as our best selves because that's something I'm dealing with too like some days I'm not gonna be my best self y'all some days I'm not going to say the right thing. Sometimes I'm not going to look the right way. Sometimes I'm not going to have the energy for it. Like sometimes I'm going to make mistakes. Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. 
Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram. Or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. And being able to say that allows me not to feel insecure, but to feel honest about who I am. But it's still a struggle. So like, I wrote something last night. I don't even know if it's coherent, but I'm going to try to read it. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to read it. Because I, I wrote this after. So now LBF is getting in the habits of going live every Friday. And if you know anything about me personally, which, you know, I think all y'all at this point know a little bit about me personally, if I'm honest, if you listen enough. Um, y'all know I'm, I'm pretty lay back chill not in your face kind of a person like I'm out there just enough but as far as like going live and doing all that type of stuff it's a new it's a new reality for me that I'm doing in support of my brand to push you know engagement and things of that nature but it's not always easy and I found myself being overly critical of myself after um after each live, if I'm honest, like, did I ask the right questions? Was I too loud? Did I over talk people too much? Did I get my point across? Like, did I provide an atmosphere for a conversation to thrive? Like just over and over and over again. And so I wrote this. Um, it might be all over the place, but y'all work with me. It's going to be a part of the blog post that I have yet to write about death to the insecure girl. So y'all be on the lookout for that. So I said, I leave every live every episode with small feelings of inadequacy, wondering if I delivered my own thoughts properly, that I become too bold, too passionate in my opinions. Did I share a little too much of my experience? Fighting with the image many have of me as this soft, sensual voice with a bolder, more ferocious reality. Should I apologize to the guests for injecting an opinion that held them accountable even though they may have introduced the topic, why am I still attempting to be likable? Is this people-pleasing 2.0? Am I enough for my platform? Am I enough for my dreams? Was I enough if he didn't give into me fully? Where that came from? Listen, I was going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Am I healing or am I becoming more callous? So again, that that's usually how <laughs> that's usually how all my poems and blog posts start off as very um, random flowing thoughts. And usually I just write them out on my phone. But that was a real representation of like where I was mentally after even after some episodes I do. 
um, I was having a conversation with another creative and I was just like, a lot of times I'll get off an episode or a live and I'm just like, I don't think that was good. Like, I don't think, I don't think it was good. And then I'll listen back and I'm just like, wow, like it was, it was better than good. It was great. Like, why are we so critical of ourselves? It's just, it's, it's another example of, of an insecurity that we have yet to actually face or deal with. Like, and I say this as someone, I share that because I want y'all to know, like a lot of people, they look at me and they are so surprised when I talk about stuff like this. And I'm just like, I don't know why. I've been open and transparent about my journey with confidence and everything since the beginning. When you see me post or when you hear me talk about certain things, that doesn't mean that I've kicked the habit. It means that I'm trying to. So yes, I can be confident one day and I can still admit that I'm struggling with it the next. But if we're if you're hearing this with me, let's get into some ways that we can kill these insecurities in ourselves because we killed the good girl or we thought we did because I did mention people pleasing in that. But now we're going to kill the insecure girl. So I'm going to read some uh, response from the builders about this question that I asked them earlier this week on how do they kill the insecurities within themselves. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So one builder said, I speak against it. I speak loudly, the opposite of the security with I am affirmations. And I love affirmations. Affirmations are a great way to kind of rework our thinking, our energy, speak life over us. But we also have to make sure with those affirmations that we are doing the work to believe in them. Because sometimes when I affirm myself, I don't necessarily believe the words. I'm just saying them. <laughs> you know, do I really believe this about myself? Or am I just saying it because I want to believe it? And it's okay. Like sometimes you're going to say things, you're going to be speaking life over yourself before you actually get to a place of belief. But if you've been doing like different affirmations and stuff for a while and it's still not sticking to to you and to your spirit, maybe it's because we need to put the work with the actions as well. Like, and so that's for me, how I have to be careful with that. Like, yes, I can, I have sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> and clearly we still working on some things. So I love that response. That's a great way to start, but we start there. We don't, we don't just leave it there, you know? Um, another builder said, you have to face them, get rid of your pride and ego and recognize when you're tripping. Yeah. Like, like I said in the beginning, a lot of times with insecurities, we don't want to admit that we can, we have feelings of being insecure, especially in this day and age where toxic positivity is so prevalent. And I'm going to talk about that at one point, like y'all, you don't have to be positive 24 seven, like nobody operates like that. So when you try to force yourself to do it, it's coming from a false place. Like it's not real. And we push away our feelings. We try to deny our feelings of insecurity as if that's actually the same as taking care of them. If you just push something to the side, that's exactly what it is. It's pushed to the side. That doesn't mean you actually did anything with it. It's still there. So you can deny that you have feelings of insecurity all you want. So you can proclaim you the baddest, whatever you so whatever. But what I see more often than not is 
a lot of our insecurities are if we're paying attention, they're obvious. You know, if you if you are, are an observer of people, you will notice when someone is kind of feeling insecure within themselves. And I think that's what helps me give a lot of people um, compassion because I can see that a lot often than others, <laughs> you know? So somebody can be loud and they can be boisterous and they can proclaim a lot, but underneath that, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. <laughs> so just start with being honest with yourself. Like put that pride and ego aside that's telling you that you have to be the best, that you have to be the greatest. But the reality of it is sometimes you feel small. Sometimes you feel second best. And until you can admit that to yourself, you're going to keep playing into this cycle of feeling really, really high about yourself one day. And then the next you're feeling really, really low because you have not really dealt with the feeling of insecurity on the level that you should. Another builder said acceptance and getting uncomfortable. Y'all know I love like just this concept of being uncomfortable. I really do. Um, You're probably squirming in your seat right now with this conversation, but hopefully you're still with me. You're still sitting here listening and you understand that that discomfort is coming from usually a, a place of truth if you're still listening like and so it's okay I'm here with you like feeling insecure is a natural feeling it's a natural feeling just like any other emotion that means you don't stay there though you know you, we don't stay in those feelings we don't actually buy into the hype that you're not good enough because it's not true just actually get uncomfortable with it And accept that, okay, I'm feeling this way right now. But we're going to get into some ways on how we, I I was about to say, I was about to get into a a tip, but we're going to, we're going to get into that in in a second here. So how do we combat feelings of insecurity? So the best piece of advice I have or for killing the insecurities within ourselves are about five or so tips. So Uncover the root of where those feelings of, of insecurities started for you, whether it starts with your failures, it starts with your childhood, it starts with your perfectionism, or it's all three just swirling around and circling around within your mind and your spirit and your body. Get down to where the source is and then start dismantling those things one by one. And the way we start to dismantle those things is we actually start telling the truth about ourselves. Like, okay, I might not be good at this, but you know what I am great at? I'm really great at this. Or this person said this about me. Is it true? I'm saying this about myself. Is it true? I failed at this, but it's okay. You know, like start actually dismantling a lot of those um, Those things that start out as roots for our insecurity. Affirm what we know to be true about ourselves. So those affirmations should be a daily practice. You know, they should really, you should, whenever you're feeling low about yourself, I have certain things I tell myself. Um, I can't think of them right now. Like I, I have this one thing I always tell myself. I don't know. 
Yeah, y'all stick with me. If you do want to hear some affirmations, micro speak is really great at affirmations. That's not really LBF way. But um, have this one thing that kind of, if you can tell yourself and it actually hits you in a good spot and it makes you feel better. I know when I affirm myself, it's kind of like I'm, I'm affirming my inner child that needs to be nurtured and helped and loved. I'm like just rubbing on her with my my inner voice. And so just find whatever that phrase is, whatever that word is, whatever those affirmations are, tailor them to you and just keep repeating them as often as you need to. Do the work so that you can really believe in what you're saying. And the more you say it, the more you should be, believe it. Um. Find the magic in your life. That's something I had to think about too. It's like, as a creative, <laughs> as a creative, um, things could be really weird and weird, not weird, but they can be a little challenging out here. You know, sometimes because we're so close to the things that we create, it feels it feels strange whenever you see those things regurgitated or whenever you feel ignored or whenever you feel like it's not getting enough support. Like it feels like a lot sometimes, but when you find the magic in your life and those things spark joy, like you keep just reminding yourself how beautiful you are and it kind of combats whatever insecurities you have. When I create, it is the true expression of my spirit. How can I not look at the things that I speak on or LBF or the whatever, you know, whatever my creations are, how can I not look at those things and think that I'm amazing? Um, surrounding yourself with those who are willing to remind you, like when I have my moments, like sometimes they don't last that long, but I always know the people I can talk to about my feelings, my honest emotions. And they're going to just remind me like, you know, it's okay to feel that way. And then they're going to tell me all these amazing things about myself. And it's not seeking validation. Actually, let's stop there. Y'all, I want y'all to, like, at least from my belief, everybody needs to be validated. If a tree falls and no one hears it, does it still make a sound? Yes. <laughs> but it's like, if, if you went your whole life, but just to put it in perspective, you went and you were, involved with somebody y'all married y'all having a great time or whatever and they never say I love you it's the same concept sometimes you need to hear things and it's not as um validation is not as toxic as y'all make it seem uh, or a lot of people I can say y'all a lot of people make it seem um I believe there's a place for it and in moderation is a part of any healthy connection friendships relationships whatever yes I need you to tell me I look good <laughs> like do I know that yeah do I still need to hear it from you yes like so yes validation has a place in our connections it does now if it takes you hearing some, someone to tell you that you're wonderful and all the good things about you for you to actually believe it mm -mm. but sometimes you just need to be affirmed and validated in your experiences within yourself and within life and it's important for you to have people around you who who offer that who give you those words of affirmation which is one of the five love languages which is basically just validation but you know I digress make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are eager to remind you who the hell you are 
because they love you and they see the beauty in you. And sometimes we falter. Sometimes that confidence is a little bit lower than we would like it to be. And we need people we trust, people we admire to tell us the good things that they know to be true about who we are. Hey Builders, I'm back with another announcement. As you know, you can visit letsbuildfeatures.com for blog posts and podcast episodes, but you can also now go to YouTube and type in LBF Podcast to get the full visual and audio episodes. That's right. You are able now to see my awesome face <laughs> and all the lovely faces of my guests from previous episodes and future episodes. So be sure to type in LBF Podcast on YouTube and continue to listen for the rest of this episode. Understand that your failures are a snapshot and not a constant truth. Again, you're not going to be great at everything. When you fail, you, okay. Like whatever that failure looks like for you, whatever you internalize that failure as, it's not a complete truth. It's just a snapshot. Now, if you allow it to be a constant truth, that depends on how you let these insecurities and things manifest within you. But you know, and stop apologizing for being you. I find myself doing that a lot, like apologizing. I realize with me, death to the insecure girl means me letting go of not only the image, because of course that was death to the good girl, but I kind of rebranded it. So, okay, yeah, I don't have to be the good girl anymore. But what I can be is the soft, approachable girl I can still be you know the 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 sexy one the I can still be all these other things and I still labeled myself or allow people to label me but the reality is different I've realized with a lot of my recent conversations that I've always been fierce in my opinions I've always been passionate and especially when we start talking about things like dating and stuff I had to ask myself, like, dang, are you are you getting bitter? <laughs> you know, are you what's happening here? But what was happening is no, I was just being honest. And I wasn't okay with it because it didn't fit with whatever brand I had for who K Antoinette was. K Antoinette was never all this out in your face problematic or not problematic, but this bold in her speech patterns when it came to talking about some of these topics. And now that I'm more opinionated when it comes to those things, how does that look? What does that sound like? But then I traced it back. I traced back the reality that you've always been outspoken. (laughs) Being outspoken doesn't mean you talk a lot. That don't mean that you go out there and you express your opinion to any and everybody, but in the right setting, you've always been an advocate for women. You've always been an advocate for yourself. You've always been an advocate for healthy and loving and compassion. Like, so when those topics come up, you go in and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, I'm going to end it there Um, as far as the portion that we're going to be talking about insecure girl. Because now I want to just briefly touch on this first episode of the insecure, the HBO series, my favorite show. Um, If y'all want to hear recaps, if I'm not mistaken, the DJ Blaze radio show is doing recaps of 
Insecure episodes. And there's also another podcast, Insecure T, and the T is spelled T-E-A. Um, they do really good recaps. I have been listening to them, to them for a couple of season that, seasons now. They do like recaps after every episode. And yeah, so make sure you check those out. And I just kind of want to just touch on the overarching insecurity for this episode, which was um, reunited. And the thing that I think hit most people was when Issa was on that stage, I had secondhand embarrassment, first of all, but she was just like, you know, she don't have it figured out at, even at 30. Um, she doesn't have it figured out. She's going through a major career change. By the end of the episode, we realized she's going through a major relationship change as well. And everything's changing for her at this point in her life where she feels like she should be established. And I want to talk to that point. I want to talk to this point that I think what kept a lot of us going in our 20s was this idea that the 30s would make it all worth it, that we wouldn't have to work as hard. We wouldn't be insecure. We had this vision of who we would be at 20 or so when we were kids. And then the reality hit different and we adjusted from there. But we did the same thing with our 30s. And for those of you who are in my age bracket, this message is tailored specifically for you. I know there are some people who are older or younger, depending on that. But take the core of the message, not so much the the logistics of it, like the <laughs> take, take the core of what I'm saying. Sometimes we rebrand stuff and we think that we've eradicated those core feelings that we had those core insecurities for us. It was, for me, it was easier for me to look at my twenties and it was like, I had to work so hard in my twenties. I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't confident. And I made a lot of choices based on those things. By by the time I get to my thirties, my thirties are going to be so much better. I'm going to have it figured out. Like I'm going to have it together. The reality is different. I mean, I'm in my first year of 30, you know, but at the end of the day, I realized that that's what I did. Your 30s are going to be better. Now, granted, they can't, they will, not can't, they will get better. (laughs) I'm working very hard to make that happen. But I'm just like Issa. I'm going through a career change, relationship change, friendship friendship change. Okay, I lost friends that I had for a decade and plus, you know. Um, Having all that stuff happen, in a time in our life where we thought we were going to be better than what we were in our 20s, it puts things in perspective that we just kind of rebrand our insecurities. We cover them up, we place them, you know, somewhere, lock them away. And then when it's time to actually deal with them, we don't know how to do that so much because we never actually dealt with them. We just rebranded it. So if you're if you are 30 plus and what Issa is going through like resonated with you, no, find love in that. Find love and feeling seen by this incredible show, but also know that so many people share that truth. And it doesn't end here. Like a lot of people is like your 20s are have for making mistakes and your 30s or something like that, or your 20s are for having fun or something. 
And I'm like, mm, my 20s were for building. And guess what my 30s about to be? For building. In <laughs> my 40s, for building. Like, this is, this is a total commitment because I realized that a lot of things that we try to dismantle, it takes a lot more time than we actually say it does. So whether it be confidence and insecurities, building up financial freedom, realizing what I want to do with my life. My niece called me the other day. She's a senior, y'all, my baby girl. And she's at the point in her life where, you know, everybody's looking at her for an answer. And I've made a lot of my life decisions based around being here in a position to help those in my family, um, to help mentor and guide them. And so it was just full circle for her to come to me for that guidance because I had been trying to drill it in her since she became a teenager. She wasn't trying to hear it, but she knew that she can come to me. And she was like, she's like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was like, baby, I'm 30. I don't even know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I was like, the world is going to sit here and tell you that you're supposed to have this shit figured out. You're not. You can have a best guess. My best guess for my life is what it is. I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to be a massage therapist. I'm also going to be a soldier. Probably going to tack some other stuff onto that. I'm definitely going to be to publish a book someday. Like I can be these different things. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to stay there for 20 plus years. I don't know what I want to be for the rest of my life besides being myself. And when we look at it that way, it helps dispel this this very general insecurity that we're supposed to have these things figured out, that we're supposed to be better at this. Especially when you feel like you see other people around you who seem like they knew who they wanted to be and how they wanted to be at a very young age. That's their path. That's their story. It got nothing to do with you. Some of us are going to be a little bit more freer than others (laughs) floating out here in the ether. And then we're going to have to figure it out that way. But we also have a very unique perspective that we can share with the world as opposed to people who, you know, have like and have that structure. These insecurities tell us or these things that tell us that we are supposed to have figured out that we're supposed to know they are breeding ground for us to feel insecure. Just like you see on social media, everybody buying the house, people starting a family, people getting married and engaged. And it's like, it's great. If you are not there yet, it is okay. Y'all, it's all right. What do you have to be insecure about when you are as amazing as you are? This is why I continue to tell, tell myself and tell us, like, we have to stop assigning our value and our worth to these things. You are still worthy regardless of whether you have a ring on your finger. You are still worthy and still amazing regardless of whether you have that house you want yet, the car you want yet. I mean, like the list goes on and on and on. And for some of us, other things are a source of insecurity um, for us that aren't for others and vice versa. Like things that I care about are not necessarily the traditional things. So it's easy for me to look at other people and be like, which I see all the time. It'd be easier for me if I wasn't empathetic and compassionate to look at somebody else, but like, I don't know why y'all be so um, up in arms about marriage and y'all need to be focusing on the blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. But if somebody comes for your career, (laughs) 
and tells you, you know, try to strip uh, if that doesn't work out for you, then that would be a source of insecurity because that's where you place your value. A lot of times our insecurities come from, most of the time, our insecurities come from the things we place value on. And that doesn't look the same across the board. But I think that this particular line that Issa said struck so many people because she did it with a broad stroke. If you're at a certain age and you're not where you feel like you should have been or where you want to be, that's a recipe for insecurity. And so I love that conversation. So just think about that. Like, what are the sources? Like, what are what are your values? And then see if they match up with what you feel insecure about. Mm. And then um, Issa and Molly's friendship. I just, I'm not going to go into depth about it. I just love that. It seems like they're being attentive now. It seems like they're listening to each other now. And when the last season ended, I said that, oh, great. Now we got this trauma bonding. Granted, this is the first episode. I don't know. Um, but I know with a lot of friendships, when you have this kind of um, very deep disconnection the way that they had a lot of times people try to come back in and not talk about what happened the fact that they had the talk they're working on it they're being open and vulnerable with each other now if you remember they weren't doing that so much last season they were keeping stuff from each other they weren't talking about stuff until it escalated and blew up which is what I see with a lot of friendships a lot of friendships so I love the, the fact that they are paying attention to the details of each other. Like the fact that Molly knew when Issa was hungry, the fact that she actually jumped in front of Issa whenever they were getting quote unquote robbed. Like it was so amazing to see that and to, to understand that that was a, a source of love for them to be able to say, hey, we done been through some things, but we want to work it out. Like we, are, this is important for me to work it out. Like, are we going to be okay? So oh, across the board, it's normal to feel insecure at some points in your life. But at the end of the day, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's a fleeting moment if you allow it to be, just like any emotion. It's not there to stay. So this is it for this episode, this special release. Happy Halloween, you guys. Um in my like kill bill get up <laughs> I don't have my sword or nothing but I'm just chilling around the house today getting ready for another week because yeah y'all can have all the Halloween festivities this year but I do hope that you that you just tap into like your whimsical side I know a lot of people keep talking about you know the experiences they don't have or they haven't had as kids one thing about me is I realized a a while ago like I want to have magic in my life even if I have to create it like (laughs) so get dressed up you know and if you get dressed up share your pictures like have fun have fun with life that's my advice and you guys can follow me on Instagram at kantonet underscore the blogger you can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures. And of course, YouTube, make sure you subscribe, okay, so that you can get the notifications whenever I do upload new videos. Make sure you guys subscribe to, to LBF Podcast on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, wherever you listen. 
make sure that you're following so you can get the notifications about when I do upload new episodes on those platforms as well. And um, until next time, I love you guys. Death to the insecure girl. This is going to be a great season, y'all. Bye. Bye.